What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And to be totally honest, I was kind of putting off my free agent recap um, until the Aaron Rodgers trade fully went through. Unfortunately, I don't know, you know when that's gonna happen. I feel like we've seen pretty much you know, 90% of the big name fantasy guys kind of already signed or traded up to this point. So I'm just gonna run through this video basically assuming the Aaron Rodgers news to the Jets is true, and then just kind of give my initial thoughts on all the uh, fantasy relevant, either trades um, or free agent signings. So uh, if you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Over the uh, next few days, I'm gonna be going through my updated running back rankings and my updated wide receivers after we saw you know, how most of uh, free agency has played out. But let's just jump right into the quarterback position, and we're gonna start it off with the guy I just mentioned, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Rodgers was pretty much a non-factor for fantasy last season with the Packers. Some people out there may think, you know, he's fallen off a cliff. He just doesn't have it anymore. I still think, you know, he has some juice for fantasy. I just think the situation last year with the Packers wasn't great. I think this is going to be a better offense here with the Jets. And I think he's probably someone who's going to be a back-end QB1 option, you know, maybe high-end QB2. So, you know, not overly hyped about this move. I think it's probably better for all the weapons there. Garrett Wilson, probably a guy who's going to crack my uh, top 12 wide receivers. Haven't, you know, know, uh, map that out exactly yet, but I feel like, you know, this is going to be a big boost to a lot of those pieces on the Jets. Brees Hall also just kind of raising the overall ceiling of that Jets offense. And then the other uh, main quarterback for agent signing we had was Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe Jimmy G got locked up first or second day of free agency going to the Raiders. To be totally honest, like from a real life NFL perspective, it kind of feels like the Raiders are just like waiting to go eight and nine or nine and eight, seven and 10, something like that. Like, I don't think this isn't really an upgrade from Derek Carr. So not really sure the direction there, but for fantasy purposes, I think Jimmy G is good enough to support a guy like Devontae Adams, to support a guy like Josh Jacobs. Like, I don't think this offense is gonna be totally terrible. I think Adams is gonna get solid volume. They're gonna continue to feed Josh Jacobs who they are bringing back. So I think, you know, it's a fine move for those guys. And it's not a spot where this offense is just gonna be terrible. And we're gonna have to fade a guy like Devontae Adams or Jacobs. I think they'll both be, you know, solid top 10, top 12 options at uh, their positions. And then for a guy like Jacoby Myers, who I'm gonna get into a little bit later, um, you know, I guess right now I'll say I don't think it's fantastic for him. And then like same thing with a guy like Hunter Renfro, just don't know what's really going on with him. He had that one really strong breakout season, you know, was looking like he was going to be a fantasy winner. And then last season, you know, was pretty much non-existent. So now we're going to shift over to the running back position and starting it off with Miles Sanders to the Panthers. So he's going to be uh, reunited here with Deuce Staley. I feel like in general, a lot of people kind of seem to like this move. You know, he kind of has a uh, route to be the running back one for this team. But I mean, just a few weeks ago, we heard Deuce Daly come out, talk about, you know, how he likes using three different running backs because of how tough the position is. And I mean, we've seen the track record here, right? We saw Deuce Daly in Detroit using three running backs, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jackson. I mean, like, do we remember how frustrating it was to have DeAndre Swift and we see Justin Jackson taking like 15, 20% of the snaps? It's not great. So I do expect Miles Sanders to lead this backfield. I just don't know if there's gonna be much upside there for fantasy. Like this is a team with a solid O-line, but you know, with a guy, probably CJ Stroud or one of these rookie quarterbacks coming in, 
I just don't know if the touchdown upside is going to be there. So I think Sanders is solid, probably like an RB3 candidate, but not someone who I think is going to be, you know, a league winner or anything for fantasy. Uh, Another running back we have here is David Montgomery to the Lions. This at the time was a little bit of a surprising move to me. I kind of thought the Lions would just re-sign Jamal Williams, roll with that same committee with Williams and uh, Swift. You know, it seemed like Jamal Williams was huge in that locker room. They end up going with David Montgomery. And, you know, we just keep falling for this DeAndre Swift thing. At this point, we just need to listen to what the Lions are telling us. They had him in a committee with Jamal Williams. It's clearly not injury concern. Maybe it's them being, you know, skeptical that he can hold up throughout an entire season, but they do not want DeAndre Swift to be the guy. We kind of just have to understand it. I expect this to be a committee. Montgomery probably taking, you know, a decent chunk of the carries, likely the goal line work, Swift getting a lot of those receiving opportunities. But Montgomery is also someone who can catch passes. He doesn't have like the ceiling as a pass catcher of a guy like DeAndre Swift, but he can get it done with the Bears. He's been a guy who can handle a ton of volume at that running back position. So I think he'll take over that Jamal Williams role plus a little bit more. Um, You know, maybe we think, oh, he's stepping into Jamal Williams role. He's going to have an insane number of touchdowns. We can't be coming in expecting David Montgomery to score 15, 16, 17 touchdowns. Jamal Williams was very, very fortunate last year in that department. If you look at like the rushing yards on his touchdowns, I think he had like one deep run and then a massive chunk of them were just like one yard, one yard, one yard, one yard. He just had a ton of goal line opportunities. That stuff can, you know, shift year to year. So I think Montgomery is interesting. I'm just not penciling him into that like massive uh, touchdown success. The next player here we have is our Rashad Penny to the Eagles. And honestly, this seems like pretty much a perfect landing spot for Rashad Penny. He truly is one of the best, just like pure runners in the NFL. He's not a guy who's going to be a great pass catcher, but he lines up just perfectly with this Eagles offense. This is a team with a really strong offensive line, a really strong run game. They're not a team that really likes to, you know, throw a ton to the pass catchers. When you have a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts, he's probably going to, you know, tuck it and run before he's looking to check down. As always with Rashad Penny, the problem is just the health. He's missed 37 games over the past four seasons. Um, And then if you were a Kenneth Gainwell guy, I really liked him coming out of college, but you know, you might've thought he was the RB one for a week or two, or probably just a few days after uh, Miles Sanders got signed. It'll likely be a committee here, but if Penny can stay healthy, I do think he's very interesting because if he can get back to hundred percent and can stay on the field, he probably will be leading this backfield in carries. Now shifting over to Jamal Williams, who signed with the Saints. I honestly think this is going to be a pretty similar role to what we saw with him in Detroit. The Saints really weren't, you know, super eager to give Alvin Kamara a ton of goal line opportunities last season. So I bet we see Jamal Williams slide in. He's going to be getting the carries inside the five. Um, It definitely doesn't look like it's going to improve for Kamara in that department, considering they bring in a dude who found so much success in that area last season. Um, And then with the potential Kamara suspension, still don't really know where we stand on that. But Williams could step in and be the running back one for this team for what, like a six game chunk of the season. Not really sure what's going to happen there with Kamara, but he kind of carries some hidden upside while also being, you know, a decent uh, handcuff back. And even though he wasn't a guy who really caught passes for the Lions, it is in his skill set. Like we saw it a little bit with him uh, in Green Bay. So it's not like he's useless as a three down back. He can do that, you know, if you do ask him to. 
And then kind of, I guess, the last maybe big name signing or not super huge name, but Damian Harris going to the Bills. This was done, I believe, last night. Overall, I'd say it's not great for James Cook. There was like a very small window between Devin Singletary leaving and then uh, Damian Harris coming in. So he had like the RB1 status for an hour or two. I think Damian Harris is a better player than Devin Singletary. So we're arguably, you know, in a more competitive backfield where Cook really wasn't able to break out last season. For Damian Harris, I actually really like this fit here. And I wouldn't be shocked if he kind of just like randomly pops out like in a thousand yard, eight to 10 touchdown season. Like that doesn't seem crazy on this offense. I think we're going to see James Cook filter in, you know, in the uh, carries department. And then he's probably going to take the bulk of the passing work. But this probably will be, you know, a decently competitive committee here between Damian Harris and James Cook. And then I guess for both of those guys, hopefully uh, you're avoiding them bringing in a, you know, a big name running back. And then just going to kind of quick fire through some of these smaller signings. Just mentioned them, Devin Singletary, no longer with the Bills, going to the Texans. I feel like the Singletary signing, the way you felt about Damian Pierce really doesn't change. If you didn't like Pierce and you thought he was going to be replaced, you will use this signing to say, oh, look, they're bringing in competition. Damian Pierce is done. If you liked Damian Pierce, you're saying, oh, this is good news. They're bringing in, you know, another running back, but Damian Pierce is clearly better. And this may mean they're not going to go out and spend high draft capital on a running back. In my opinion, for Damian Pierce, I've been someone who, you know, kind of wanted to trade him for Dynasty, you know, during last season. But I think if you're a Damian Pierce Dynasty owner, I feel like this is pretty much decent news. If you believe in Pierce as a player, he should be better than Devin Singletary. And then you're just hoping, you know, they don't bring in another decent uh, running back in free agency or you're, you know, hoping they don't spend first, second, maybe even third round draft capital on a different running back. We have uh, Deonta Foreman going to the Bears with Montgomery gone. We had uh, Khalil Herbert RB1 season for, you know, a few days. Um, Foreman now going to the Bears, probably going to be a pretty gross committee here, an offense that probably won't have a ton of receiving upside. And then you also have Justin Fields vulturing touchdowns. So probably not a spot you want to be super involved in. Alexander Madison going back to the Vikings. Right now, he's lined up to be Dalvin Cook's handcuff. We heard a lot about uh, Cook being a cut candidate. It hasn't happened yet. So as of now, we still have to uh, you know view Dalvin Cook as the starter. But if Cook is cut, I mean, Madison becomes very, very interesting because over the last few years, he's been one of the most valuable handcuffs. Anytime Cook goes down, Madison steps in and just gives you RB1 numbers. Samaje Pirine to Denver. I think this is pretty interesting for both the Bengals and the Broncos because Mixon was another dude we were hearing as a potential cut candidate. And, you know, you would think they'd want to retain Samaji P. Ryan since he was in the building operating as a Joe Mixon's backup. But now for the Broncos, Samaje P. Ryan may end up starting the season as their RB1. It seems like Javante Williams, you know, had a pretty serious ACL tear. It wasn't like the standard one, you know, the one that like Brees Hall has. So we don't really know when Javante is going to be back. So early in the season, it truly might be uh, Samaje's backfield, probably some sort of committee, but just gives them a little bit of extra upside there. Um, and then the last running backs here, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, the Dolphins go out. They basically bring back this kind of gross committee they had running last season. I don't think this rules them out for potentially making a splash at the position, but I think they'd probably go, you know, feel fine running these two dudes back. Um, you know, hopefully they fantasy wise bring in kind of a stud running back, but 
these two guys, not super exciting for fantasy at this point. Now, shifting over to the wide receiver position, this was a pretty poor overall uh, wide receiver free agent class. Going to start it off with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster going to the Patriots. For Juju, this doesn't feel like a great landing spot. I feel like the Patriots probably aren't done at the wide receiver position, whether it's in the draft or a potential uh, DeAndre Hopkins trade. Um, so if Juju's like the wide receiver two on this team, doesn't feel great. He wasn't able to even be like a fringe wide receiver two with the Chiefs in a pretty weak wide receiver room there. So I don't know how that's going to translate to him now being super viable um, for the Patriots. I feel like right now he's probably somewhere in like the wide receiver 36 to 48 range. It's kind of crazy like how after his second season, I think that's where he had the monster year. It looked like this dude was going to be top 10 fantasy wide receiver for a long, long time, and it just hasn't worked out. And I guess we'll see, you know, how he looks here with the Patriots. The guy the Patriots uh, basically replaced for Juju Smith-Schuster, Jacoby Myers going to the Raiders. Not really the landing spot I was hoping for here. We're now kind of relying on Jimmy G to support like Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Renfro. Like I said, with Jimmy G, I think he can do it for Adams and Jacobs. I don't really know, you know, how much uh, Myers and Renfro are going to be involved, especially because those are two guys who kind of rely on a lot of volume. So not a huge fan of this spot for Jacoby Myers. We have Michael Thomas re-upping with the Saints. I believe it's just a one-year deal. Unfortunately for Michael Thomas, injuries have really just cooked his last few seasons. He started off pretty strong last year, averaging like 17 PPR points per game in his first three games. Now, obviously that was carried by touchdowns, but I mean, he was still putting up numbers. And honestly, I'm probably just going to go back to the well on Mike Thomas. I'm guessing he's going to be picked you know, probably double digit rounds. And I think he's worth throwing a flyer at just because if he can stay healthy, I still think he's a very good player. And also if he can stay healthy and the Saints aren't super competitive, they honestly probably will be in that terrible division. But I feel like he's also a guy, if he's on a one-year deal where he could get shipped off to kind of a contender. So someone who I'll probably be in on, you know, even though it kind of feels like a dart throw in the double digit rounds. Uh, We have Al Nazard going to the Jets likely going to be reunited with Aaron Rodgers. For me, I just don't really think this is, you know, super relevant for fantasy. He was a back-end wide receiver three last year with the Packers and Rodgers, and that was with uh, less wide receiver competition. So now going to the Jets, I just don't think he's a guy you really want to be owning in your typical, like, 12-team fantasy league in terms of redraft. Um, And then the final wide receiver here, Adam Thielen going to the Panthers. I just don't think Thielen has a ton left in the tank here. He wasn't a huge factor down the stretch last season, had a solid opportunity as the uh, Vikings wide receiver two. He is lined up as the Panthers wide receiver one, but you know the pass catchers on this team, very, very weak. They're going to have a rookie quarterback, just not overly excited here about Adam Thielen. And then the final position, we have the tight ends. Biggest news at the tight end position, Darren Waller traded to the Giants. I really think this is a really solid fantasy landing spot for Waller. And obviously this is going to help Daniel Jones kind of improving that poor group of weapons that he had last year. He is a solid one, obviously now in Darren Waller. Um, We basically had like all these no-name wide receivers popping up, giving you some decent performances uh, last season. 
even a guy like Daniel Bellinger was getting some volume uh, before he had like that uh, pretty rough eye injury. I think Dable's going to get Darren Waller involved. We really just need Darren Waller to stay healthy. He's missed 13 games over the past two seasons, which has really just killed his uh, fantasy production. But I do think if he's going to be on the field, I think he's going to be putting up some pretty solid numbers here for the Giants. And then obviously it's going to be a plus for Daniel Jones, bringing in one of the best uh, receiving tight ends in the NFL. And then just two more tight ends. First one's going to be Dalton Schultz to the Texans. This seems like a pretty weird landing spot. I think ideally we would have seen Dalton Schultz stick around with the Cowboys because obviously he had some success, especially two years ago. Last year kind of roughed up with injuries, but in the games he you know played fully, he was still very solid for them. With the Texans here, we have a rookie quarterback coming in. It's probably going to be a bad offense, but they also are very limited in the uh, weapons department. So he may end up, you know, being able to see some volume if he can stay on the field, but you know, not something you're super excited about for Dalton Schultz. And then the final tight end, Mike Gusecki to the Patriots. We've got Bill Belichick going back to the well on these uh, free agent tight ends. I don't think this is really a landing spot that's going to make Gusecki, uh, you know, super fantasy relevant. I don't think he's going to be a top 12 fantasy tight end, probably just someone the Patriots are going to want to, you know, scheme in the red zone, a few big plays here or there. But for me, just not super uh, hyped up on this Gasecki signing. So I think I covered, you know, most of the big names. We still have some dudes out there like Odell, wide receiver position, Chark, some running backs like Fournette, Zeke released, uh, very interesting for Pollard there. Um, I think Kareem Hunt, I don't know if I said him. So there are still some names out here, but I kind of just wanted to give you guys my initial thoughts. Like I said, I'm going to be having my uh, updated rankings coming out, going to continue putting out rookie content, you know, up until the draft and then after. So keep stopping by. I appreciate you all for uh, watching this all the way through and I will see you in the next one.